Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, y'all? We got AG and VH in here for the basketball episode of Believe Kentucky. Aaron Gershon from the Cats Pause. My name is Vinny Hardy. Follow this podcast on Twitter at Believe in Kentucky. Go to shop.believe.com. Get you some merch. Get your cat daddy shirt. AG, man, we we kind of sound like broken records for some episodes with, with the struggles that we saw and you know trying to get wins over good teams, which that's still the case. Mm-hmm. But um, they got the win over Louisville after looking really, really bad against Missouri on the road. Louisville's not any good, as we know, but they follow that up with a, a solid, for the most part, performance against LSU. They, they struggled to finish, made it a little hard on themselves at times, mm-hmm. but they, they got the win, 74-71, and you get to go to Tuscaloosa with a little momentum and a lot more confidence now. No doubt about it. Uh, they needed that one. And I thought, you know, the first 30 minutes, entire first half, uh, start of the second half offensively was as good as they played all year. I mean, they they knocked down, I think, 57% of their shots in the first half. And it, that number stayed well over 50 uh, for the early half of the, uh, the first, second half there. So you got to like that. Obviously, I think the biggest thing has been Jacob Toppin when seven days ago, man, we were wondering – how do you even play this guy? Uh, to he's won that he won them that game last night, plain and simple. I mean, they were collapsing. The offense went stagnant. Uh, they weren't spacing well again. They had, I think it was eight minutes of the second half. They had uh, combined. They didn't score. So I mean, they were and LSU was within one. And you know, you get the ball in the corner with four seconds left, and Toppin kind of puts up a a three. It looked like he hesitated. He claimed that it was a pump fake, but I don't know about that. It wasn't a pretty it wasn't a pretty pump fake if that's really what it was. Um, but you know what? The shot goes in. Uh you get a four point lead, and then uh four seconds left, the lead's back to one. And you know, you go to the free throw line where this team has been awful. I mean, they lost the Michigan State game in this same situation where it was a one-point game with like seven seconds, you miss your free throws, give Michigan State one more opportunity, and they cash in. What does Toppin do? He knocks him down, and he, both of them. He hits the front end of the one-on-one, and he gets the second to go, and that seals the deal. So tons of respect for what Toppin's uh, you know, gone through personally. He kind of detailed that after the Louisville game, which he was awesome in that game as well, and he comes through for them to win that game last night at the end. So a ton of credit there. Um, credit to the offense for the most part getting their things together. 
uh, severe Wheeler. The turnovers are still high, but, you know, obviously uh, doing a great job as a facilitator, making the shots that are open. I mean, he's been much better at knocking on the shots that they leave him open with. Um, so you got to give credit there. And obviously I, I like that Oscar last night. They weren't, for the most part, they didn't force feed Oscar. They let him play his game, which is, you know, you throw it into him when it's there and he's around the bucket, but you let him just go eat on the on the boards and put it back in. And he did that a lot last night. Uh, so you got to love that. So definitely, you know, a lot of positives uh, the last couple of games, especially, you know, the Louisville game. I really think with how bad Louisville is, the only thing you take out of it was the energy and what Jacob Toppin did. Uh, but this game, you could take a little bit more with a pretty good LSU team. So uh, definitely step in the right direction heading into uh, a real tough one uh, on Saturday. Yeah, and severe to his credit, I gotta, we gotta give him props. He only had two last night, two turnovers last night. Yes, um, yeah, nine assists. So you know what, four and a half to one ratio. That's that's always good. Um, I gotta kind of rest him and Oscar a little bit. I mean, oh yeah, that's a problem. The whole game, you can't do that from January through mm-hmm. March. You gotta. Got to give them chances to get a blow. I mean, right before timeout, immediate time, do something to give yeah. them some rest. It got a little stagnant when they were up 60 to 50. It was a lull to where, you know, maybe they, you know, you want to see them take that 10 point lead to, you know, 14, 15, but it got whittled down to four or five. They, they never mm-hmm. could really separate from LSU. Uh, maybe some of that was, you know, Deuce was, Deuce was gassed. You know, I mean, Oscar, I know he's getting back to his old self, but we don't, do we want to see him playing 40 minutes a night? No. no. <laughs> you know, throw Uganda out there, throw, I mean, you didn't have Lance Ware, which maybe Lance would have played if he'd been available. Um, so, yeah, maybe, maybe get some guys some rest. Maybe that's why they couldn't really finish him off. Um, but top into his to uh, like you mentioned, um, hitting the two free throws. When he got fouled, he um, he the confidence. He almost ran to the free throw line last night. It was it was no no hesitation. He was ready to go shoot them. It's like he knew he was gonna knock them down. That was good to see. You mentioned how. Look at him at Missouri. You know he was he was in a bad place. He went and sought help, and because we were talking about this earlier, I don't know if you saw Justin Rowland's tweet from uh, mm-hmm. Indiana. The fan Tim Weaver writing Trace Jackson. Imagine if Toppin doesn't get help, and maybe it goes even worse than it is. How and these fans who maybe feel like they're getting stuff off their chest, how do you feel if something really bad had happened and you know the last thing you read was your letter or yeah. your tweet? Um, so you mentioned it, I think we mentioned it before we recorded the football episode the drastic turnaround from him just in a week from the <laughs> Missouri game where he looked like he wanted to be anywhere but there. Yeah. No doubt. Louisville game where everybody's like, ah, it's Louisville. Well, he follows it up with another good game against LSU. So, I mean, what a difference uh, a week week. that young guy, man. Yeah, total props. I mean, he's completely 
turned it around physically and mentally, it seems like. Their mentality, he talked about after the game that, you know, he's kind of just focusing on rebounding and playing defense, and that's inevitably helping take some pressure off his offense. He's not taking it, you know, I know he made the big three last night, but he was three for 22 from three on the year going into it. Uh, that's not really his game anymore, yeah. and he's he's had the, you know, he's put his ego aside and he stopped taking those shots. He's t- his shot selection for the most part has been a lot better. So you give a ton of props to him. I think he's kind of the main storyline of these last two games. They're just a better team when he's at his best to take some pressure off Oscar. As we saw last night, Oscar had an outstanding game last night and, you know, stats, you know, the stats can be just, it's hard to criticize a guy when he had 23 and 19, but we all know the Missouri game, he was a little bit off. There there were some things, especially on the defensive end that weren't great. Uh, last night, that wasn't the case. He was awesome last night. So, um, but to the first point you made, man, these five, <laughs> 40 minutes for Oscar Shiba and Kaysen Wiles every night, 37, it can't happen. You know, you saw the fatigue starting to set in about halfway through the second half. No shocker, they started playing poorly and almost blew the game uh, because there was some fatigue. I mean, they are and, – and that's the problem with this team, right? right? It's, it, and it, it's good that they found the right lineup. They found the right nucleus of guys to kind of lead the way. You can't win with five guys and – Kind of seven. I mean, Damian Collins got some run and yeah. did a really had his best game of the season. So props to him in the first half. He was almost a non-factor. I don't even know if he played in the second half off the top of my head. Antonio Reeves gets beat on defense so much and his shot has not been falling that he hasn't become trustworthy. And he's kind of that seventh, six guy right now, and he's not playing much. So you're really on five guys, and that is not sustainable. I mean, you need you could probably get away with seven who are playing pretty close to equal minutes. I, ideally, I think eight is a good number. I, I think I, I do agree with the fact of shortening the rotation. I think unless you had like the 2015 roster where you could platoon guys, uh, like playing 10 guys is not always the answer. And I think, you know, I think kind of realizing, okay, a Thiero and Uganda and Esu were, were not supposed to be factors this year anyway, uh, kind of let them grow and, Get, pick your spots with them is the right approach. But at the end of the day, man, you got to get, you know, obviously you're starting five, but you can't have them play as much as they're playing right now. Mm-hmm. And you need, you need better from it. You need a lot better from Antonio Reeves. When CJ Frederick gets healthy, you need a ton better from him. And, you know, frankly, you know, you need someone of that, the rest of the rest to step up and, and give you quality minutes as well. I hope it's Damian Collins. Cause it would be an awesome Awesome story and awesome for him because he looked so freaking good over the summer uh, and even during the pro day before, you know, the awful, awful news with his father. Um, so I hope it's him. But even if it's not, if it's somebody else that kind of asserts themselves as kind of like the eighth guy that you can trust or, you know, six, or, you still got to figure out six, seven, eight, man. It's yeah. it's concerning. Uh, you love Case and Wallace. You love Oscar. You love some of what Severe can do. Um, hopefully what Jacob keeps doing and Chris is a freshman, but he's physical and mixes it up. You, you need more than five guys. You're just not going to win a national championship. Frankly, I don't think you're getting past the first weekend with just five guys. And I mean, like I said, you know, you knew you didn't have Lance Ware, and you know, and he would have played a lot had he been available. You know, Cal, yeah, Alex, throw him out there. Throw a dude out there for five minutes. If he doesn't have it, well, you can, all right, then don't put him out there again. Kyle loves to say, well, couldn't play him. Well, 
put him out there and see if you could. And if you can't, don't. <laughs> but right. You know, if, and that, if, yeah, if, if it was an athletic up and down kind of game. LSU has some athletes out there. He's young. The dude's athletic. You know, he he talked about playing him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and what he put him in the second half of the Mizzou game. Um, but yeah, put him out there, and I would have at least maybe seen what you had. Especially like you said, you you got five horses that you're kind of riding a little bit hard. I would have yeah. I would have thrown a do a bone last night, but hey. Yeah, yeah, and you're gonna. Have, that's the tricky part, man. I mean, you, there's been a lot of trial and error with this team. Right, you know, trying these different rotations, the minutes, the shortening the rotation, the extending the rotation, whatever. And now you're going to be playing a lot of teams where if you do that, you're going to lose. I mean, if you do that against Alabama Saturday, you're going to lose. You might lose no matter what. So maybe what the heck? I think Missouri, you know, they were getting kicked in the butt and he decided to, you know, play a do 17 minutes and get some guys some reps. And maybe I don't know, but man, in the SEC, and the way Georgia played tonight, they ain't no gimme anymore. They crushed Auburn. Wow. Frankly, I mean they they put it on them. So, and you play them twice. I mean, maybe Vanderbilt, maybe South Carolina are those games where you could Ole Miss or those games where maybe you can you can try some of those things. But that's why it was so. I think that's what what was so frustrating about the first two and a half months in the season is. You, no one really got too comfortable and you didn't really establish roles. And now you're kind of left playing your best five guys uh, all the time. And that's just, you know, we saw last year's team break down and they didn't even play off. You know, they had more than five guys contribute. They had like an eight, sometimes nine man rotation. And then it broke down, you know, guys got injured. Um, and you saw Kellen Grady, man. I mean, he was playing 40 minutes a game against Alabama and against LSU when Severe Wheeler and Ty Ty Washington were hurt. And then Kellen Grady got hurt and his season went down the tube. And Davion Mintz, when he started playing more minutes, started struggling. I mean, you're in my opinion, if you don't figure out three guys who can help these starting five, you're you're risking happening what happened last year again. But you're also not as good as last year, so it could be even more more scary. So I don't want to, you know, rain on the parade because they are showing improvement. Uh, I think offensively are leaps and bounds better than what they were just a couple weeks ago at the Garden against um, yeah. UCLA. But it, it's not sustainable to only have five guys contributing to that. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and it's. It's it's gonna be like you said. It's gonna be tough in Tuscaloosa. You'll be down there for that. Yeah. And, um, and Tennessee, man, they following Saturday. So. I think Tennessee might be a top three team in the country right now. And that I know we're looking ahead with that because Alabama is an important game, and you got to take care of I think South Carolina in between. But man, oh man, does Tennessee look good? I know our listeners don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. It's the truth. But they're good, man. I, I mean, they were up 16 nothing on Mississippi State last night, and I think they won like 87-40-something. I don't know, 50-something. So. They hadn't been scoring. They had, I mean, no. choking teams out defensively, but they hadn't been lighting it up, and they shot almost 70% from the field last night which was fourth or fifth best shooting night in the history of their program. So that's, you know, (laughs) 
of course they're going to be clicking on all cylinders right yep. when it's time for Kentucky to play them. As and a- that that place is tough, man. I've been in. I, I, have you been to Thompson Bowling Arena? Yeah, yeah. That's a tough a- place to play when they're not very good, <laughs> let alone yeah, when they are good. Yeah, being as a fan, being as um, you know, covering them mm-hmm. a couple times, and historically, I mean. You go back to well, look the, the 2012 team struggle with Anthony Davis. They won by didn't they lose that game? Oh no, they won that game. 65, 62 or something. Yeah, it was a, it was a war. Yeah, they were number one in the country with Jamal Mashburn. I think in '93 went down there and lost. Yeah, it's a tough place. To the, you go back to the old timers, like like you know, may rest in peace, Mike Pratt and Dan Issel talked about how much of a struggle it was to play in Knoxville. They had JV back in the day, so you have a JV game before the starters. Yeah. They would walk out, and they're throwing oranges at them. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, for real. And yeah. it, was, it wasn't even Thompson oh, Bowling in. It was, it was Stokely Athletic Center back then. Right. They were they were throwing oranges and pelting you with – so it's it's been ridiculous. They always get up for Kentucky. Um, and, they're, and frankly, they've had Kentucky's number, man. That Kentucky yeah. is not – they have not swept Tennessee under Coach Barnes. And under Coach Barnes, I think outside of the SEC tournament championship game, the year with uh, Shago, Jukes Alexander, and Kevin Knox, I think Tennessee's won both games in the tournament. So, yeah. you know, I know Tennessee it hasn't translated to the big dance yet, but, you know, that's a they're, – they're a damn good team. They're well coached. And then, you know, this month alone, man, you got Alabama Saturday. Uh, you're going to go to Tennessee. Uh, you're going to have Kansas, who looks – really good again obviously the defending champs uh they're coming to town and um you know in the sec you can't really discount anybody i mean you got to feel good that you're going to get a lot of games at home uh against some of the lesser teams in the league this month but yeah i mean look you gotta (laughs) i think it would be i I think it would just be good of those three games the this month uh tennessee uh alabama tennessee kansas just get one get one and look don't get blown out in any of them and get one. I think that would be big. I mean, at this point, you're just trying to build that resume and you're taking baby steps. And I think, you know, LSU is a good win, but there's still a quad two win just based on how the net is shaking out right now. So get get that quad one win in one of those games. And I think you're even if it if you lose the other two, you're feeling pretty good going into February. And it's you know. and it sucks that that's the expectation with Kentucky basketball right now. Because this is Kentucky, but and you you know you're landing landing under the radar. You're not ranked. Uh, no, sports talk in Alabama don't even really. I mean, you're not even talked about. It's, everybody's talking about Tennessee. Everybody's talking about Alabama. Everybody's talking about Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah, and Mizzou, man. Yeah, so I don't know if it's Kentucky is as under under the radar as they can be for <laughs> Kentucky right now. Oh yeah, they gotta go to Tuscaloosa and steal one. That getting this one would propel you leaps and bounds as far as your chances in the other two. Yeah, too bad. Uh, uh, too bad. Cal and Stoops weren't closer right now because Stoops could help them with the underdog mantra. Because uh, <laughs> I'm not sure Cal's used to this at all. I mean, it, no. uh, it's really never been the. Uh, and they they stunk that one year, but they were not they weren't really they weren't really fooling anyone. weren't going to win many games anyway. I don't think he's ever really outside of the year they were the eight seed and you know did make that run. They've never really been the underdog. Mm-hmm. And they were they might be arguably one of the best eight seeds ever. Oh yeah, yeah. And you kind of <laughs> knew the way it was set up with Wichita too. Like yeah, yeah it felt yeah. pretty good. 
Yeah. It, if we weren't Kentucky fans, we'd have felt sorry for Wichita. Like, man, yeah. you got to uh, – yeah, he had a great year. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Did you see, by the way, that the right now they they have him on the eight nine line with Purdue? That would be, that'd be <laughs> you got to win. <laughs> you don't want that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and what Edie's a load, but they I, I do find it funny the all the talk as to when will Purdue actually lose because they're and the, they lose the to Rutgers just the like road. they did last year. And then Rutgers comes in there and gets some. You know, that's that's you know what it's a good point though because that's like the one silver lining right there is with the the transfer portal has created a lot of parity in college sports I think I mean look at what TCU is doing with a bunch of transfers uh, on their roster in football um, but basketball man there is not one team where you say yeah they're way better than everyone else right now I mean it looked like it was Purdue they just lose to Rutgers it looked like it might have been UConn they lose to Xavier uh Kansas is probably going to be the new number 1 going into next week but that Big 12 is that every team in the Big 12 has a chance to make the tournament so they're going to lose some games at some point so maybe that's the silver lining Kentucky needs to know that hey like we're struggling but a lot of people are struggling uh, obviously UNC look at how bad UNC's been they came in this year ranked number 1 so I mean, maybe that can help, but you got to eventually get the only thing to cure is win some games. And obviously LSU is a good step forward, man, but it's got to happen on the road now. I mean, that <laughs> that's going to now everyone's going to be like, all right, you win your games at home. We respect that. We're happy to see it. Let's go win a road game and build that tournament resume. And you have a crack at it Saturday. Uh, I don't love the matchup, but uh Hey, Calipari likes beating Nate Oates. He doesn't like Nate yes. Oates' style of basketball. <laughs> so sweep him last year. He did sweep, sweep him last year. Yes. And and after, yeah, he got his revenge because Alabama swept Kentucky the year. Kentucky was awful. But, uh, yes. hey, man, he likes beating Nate Oates, and they don't play again this year unless it's in the conference tournament. So, mm-hmm. so you got that. So, I mean, it's – uh, like you said, it's, you, you're still grasping and trying to put – Put pieces together. You you wish you weren't in this position. Uh, no, maybe you wish you were Bama going into this game. <laughs> you just do home or away. You just, you wish you were, I think a one loss team uh, that is ranked number seven in the country. And you'll be down there in Coleman Coliseum. Had you been there before? Mm-hmm. Never been to Tuscaloosa. I've been to Birmingham. I've been to uh, Montgomery. Been to a lot of Alabama, but uh, Auburn, but have not been to the University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. I think I, I went one time in the summer. My great-grandfather was in the hospital. I was like 16, 17. My great-grandfather was in the hospital in Tuscaloosa. There wasn't anything sports-wise going on, and we were there to right. see him. But, so I've been there, but not to the arena or anything. Uh, man, can you tell me what that ceiling looks like? The ceiling of that place looks so weird on TV. Yeah, I, I'm. I am curious to see that. I mean, that, I it's. I don't know if it's arched or not. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of a weird looking deal. So it's different. To when you tweet out your pictures from the office, I'm gonna be curious to see. Yeah, what it looks like in there Saturday. Yeah, it looks different for sure. I'm. I'm excited. I mean, I love. I love hitting the true road games. I mean, the tournament's fun. Obviously, the the neutral site games. I mean, the Garden was the coolest thing for me but uh, to me there's nothing like campus you know the school arkansas last year that was special like like you were saying tennessee is a special place when it's rocking obviously rough uh love rough in the environment it has for big games and really almost every game so uh i'm looking forward to hitting the road the next couple weeks uh with this team absolutely 
Y'all check his content out at thecatspaws.com, the legendary website slash magazine publication that every Kentucky fan 40, 45, and under has grown up with their entire life. AG writes stories for them, so follow him on Twitter, agershaw 99 Read the stories about basketball. Read the stories about football. The tweets about the transfer portal. Anything that's popping, you know, AG's got it covered. So, man, have a safe trip to Tuscaloosa. I appreciate that. No doubt, for sure. We'll be back next week to talk more basketball. Another episode of Believe in Kentucky. Go to seeablue.com. They put the episodes up. Of course, believe.com or wherever you get your podcasts Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, tune in, all those different places. And look, subscribe, leave a comment. Uh, tell us how we're doing. Tell us what you think of the podcast episodes you listen to. We've enjoyed here. Love to hear feedback from you. And like I said, we'll be back next week. Everybody stay safe. And if it gets cold, stay warm. If it stays warm, hope it don't get too windy. Oh, this is awesome right now. You know me. I love warm weather. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're fixing to go south for the weekend. So Hell yeah. Hopefully it's warmer too. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. And this is Vinny. Y'all take care. We'll see y'all next time on Believe in Kentucky. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.